in here i'm so excited to be here i got my boy rishi joining me tonight rishi sing in the building what's up man what's up Bob? how you doing man i'm good man uh rish and i go back um i mean i knew you before you were dad you knew me before i was a dad yeah just barely i think i think yeah like first memory maybe just before that and then i remember seeing ellie immediately yes Yes. Um, but man, it's been, it's been a great journey. It's been great to see you and Sonia and new baby Zara and just such a great journey. And I know one of the things that we had talked about in the past was me having you on the show to really talk about this, this journey of yours. I mean, it, it really has been a, uh, a crazy process. And you mentioned to me in multiple conversations that there's just so much stuff that's out there that people don't know about when it comes to like fertility and figuring that out. Like not everybody has sort of an easy road to getting pregnant. And um, I'm so grateful for you wanting to share your story. Um, I almost just want to like jump right in and um, for you to kind of tell people like what that's, what that's been like. Um, Zara is now how many eight months? months now. Eight months, eight months yeah. now. Um, and yeah, man, uh, I guess maybe the best place to start is like when you guys first decided that this is what you wanted to do and, and some of the trials and tribulations that came with that. For sure, man. Yeah, so, so Sonia and I are coming up on uh, seven years getting married uh, in July. And I think like from the very beginning, we always wanted to have kids. We always loved kids. Um, this is a plan that we had from the very get-go. And um, I remember... Uh, early on, you know, we, uh, one of our early trips that we went on was going to Vietnam mm. and, um, on that flight, uh, you know, we landed long flight, 24 hour journey and, uh, Sonia missed her period. And we're like, Oh shit. Like this is really fast. Two years in a year and right. a half in we're pregnant. We wanted to travel more. I remember <laughs> running down to like a local store in Hanoi and trying to f- explain to them like what a pregnancy test is <laughs> and uh like trying to explain do they even have like were you able to find one i was able to find one like pretty easily like it's right. surprisingly way easier to get stuff like that like simple things like that than maybe even the states um, right right but i basically just kind of signed you know like pregnant wife you know <laughs> um and not not sure <laughs> not sure yes yeah, no i don't sure. know <laughs> exactly and, uh, and, you know, it turned out that she wasn't pregnant, um, but it gave us hope at that time. So we're like, mm-hmm. hey, man, this maybe might be as easy as, uh, it might be super easy, you know. And, right. and we, we thought about the fact that it could be harder for other people um, and other couples of ours and friends of ours have actually dealt with this in the past um, in terms of infertility and not having kids and, and kind of the struggle there. But um, fast forward, uh, you know, we tried for a couple of years and, and nothing was happening. Mm. Um, everything from like ovulation tests and, and timing. Um, and dude, I don't, uh, that stuff, it, it, it kind of puts a toll on your relationship, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
even even just like the timing of like when to have sex when not to have sex like it becomes like a like a like a task rather than something that should be fun mm-hmm. and i think that's like a part of the journey that like a lot of couples don't necessarily talk about uh, the yeah. intimacy portion of it um and so you know we, we tried it for a few years and and i just you know i, I got a job in mattel thinking it, it might be a cool opportunity to work for it, like a toy company right. having a child didn't work out um mm-hmm. and and then i got a job with a startup which you know kind of demanded a lot more hours but we still wanted kind of to continue the journey so i started to like thinking about testing like maybe there's something wrong you know with you know my numbers or something mm-hmm. wrong with her and this um, is after how many years now probably like two years or so two three years no so so we're like about probably um yeah like three years three three okay. and a half years you know okay and uh, you know, Sonia was probably like yeah, she's like thirty two, thirty three, relatively young, you know, still. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pressures that women have to deal with, man, you know, that you have to have kids. There's a ticking clock, internal clock. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, and the science, the science says that, like, you know, under forty, um, you know, your fertility rates are really good, and and I right. think women put so much pressure on themselves, um, especially ones that want to have children. Uh, but I've learned it even through time that like, you know, my friends that are not married or are, are not in relationships are feeling that pressure too. Yeah. Um, so I think like it's, it's interesting putting that all these perspectives together now, but you know, three years in into the relationship, you know, we were trying a distant testing. Um, my numbers are really good, you know, so for guys, it's really simple. You know, they do sperm testing, they check the numbers they see like what swimmers are viable. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and the numbers are fine. So, and then Sony did her testing and everything looked good. But we're like, hey, you know what? Let's try some other things before we, you know, do anything evasive uh, mm-hmm. for many reasons. Number one, because, you know, at that time, Sonia's like mentality was IVF. If it's not meant to be, then maybe it's something that, it's something that we shouldn't do. You know, right. and IVF right. felt kind of evasive at that time. Right. So, you know, we did things like acupuncture. We, we used to go every Sunday to this place in the West Side sit for an hour, you know, get poked by needles. And, and they um, do acupuncture on you and on her? Yeah, on both of oh, us. Wow, wow, okay. So like, you know, like kind of Chinese medicine, uh, there's so much like research on this, but it, it'll tell you like, it kind of opens up different things, you know, for, for women, for, for guys, it, it helps their, you know, swimmers swim better, things mm-hmm. like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I actually don't even know at this point, like what it was. I feel like You're just like, we'll, we'll try it. Sure. Yeah, we'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try anything. I mean, dude, yeah. that was one thing we tried, but I think the craziest shit that we ever tried was Sonia was working, um, you know, she's a physical therapist and right. she sees a lot of patients and all these women, um, like, I mean, you know, Sonia, she just, she has this like motherly instinct with everyone. Totally. Like, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, she could just be with any kid and and relate to them and have a conversation and and find out what they're interested in and so these patients used to come in and be like, how come you're not a mom yet? You know, like mm. very bluntly. Mm. Um, that happens in the Indian community for sure. Right. And we used to, you know go to go to weddings and people were like you know what's happening? How come you don't have kids yet? <laughs> and they'd be like, first of all, that's not none of your business, you know. But like, there's so much pressure that comes from your family um you know the community um and even from work right like people would be asking these questions but for her these patients in, inherently had like their best intentions for sonia so this mm. is one woman 
that said, um, I, I don't know what her ethnicity was, but she was Hispanic. And she said, um, basically that, hey, you know, come come to my house in the east side, in East LA, and we'll, we'll try some shit out. And dude, <laughs> like, we go to her house. And it, hang on one second, I'm sorry, my computer locked. Um, we go to her house, and <laughs> we, we go in, and it's like, you know, there's 12 people living there, and we go in this back room, and she tells me to go to CVS to get, like, a back brace. I'm like, why okay. is she in a back brace? I'm like, I don't know right. why. Right. And, um, and so I go off. I come back, and this woman is, like, like holding Sonia from the back and, like, pushing her insides around it seemed like i don't know what she was doing but it right was, so it was like it looked really painful for sonia but it was like basically her idea was like you need to readjust mm. like everything inside for you to have a shot of having a child and the back brace was to keep all her movements that all the work that she did in place so we walked out of that place with this like back brace on her stomach that kind of maintained everything. And, and we had to have sex within like the next 48 hours <laughs> to make sure that it all kind of worked out. Dude, I look back uh, at that now. I'm like, what, what, we right. know this person, like, what were we thinking, you know, at that right. point. Right. But, you know, Sony's mentality was we should, um, you know, try everything before right. we do IVF. And, and so we did our first like real step in the medical journey was there an IUI. So mm. IUI is where they basically take, all your good swimmers, they put them in this like vessel um, to get the good ones out and, and they time her ovulation cycle and they basically inject it inside her during the right time. So mm. it's not like IVF where, you know, you're, you're joining the egg, um, you know, the sperm with the egg to make the embryo. You're kind of letting nature take its course, but you're trying to improve the chances. Got and it. What, you know, the numbers are not great, dude. Like the numbers are actually after three years and not trying, the chances of getting pregnant with IUI are anywhere from five to eight percent. You know, especially wow. for people above thirty. Wow. Super low. Yeah. And you're talking like two thousand dollars, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars per per trial. You know, wow. and so so you know you go through that. You have to wait a month, and mm. then she get her period. It didn't work out. Then we try again. So we actually tried four times, and um. You know, we tried over uh, this clinic in Beverly Hills, didn't work out there. Um, and, and then we decided, you know what, like, let's take a break from all this and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, now we're like closer to five years of marriage. Um, and I'm like, dude, like this startup life is killing me. Like I'm, I'm working like 13 hour days. I'm never home. It's like taking a toll on my relationship with my wife. Mm hmm. Um, and so at that time it was kind of crazy. My dad was also going through, um, he, he found out that he got his second state, a second round of stage four cancer. So he had oral cancer for the second time in his life after 10 years of defeating mm. it, where they said it was gone. Um, I remember I was with my dad at USC and he thought it was something else. My mom's a nurse and she thought it was something different, something like fungal or something in his mouth. The doctor looked in his mouth and said, you have cancer. We're going to have to do chemo. We're going to have to do radiation. You're going to have to get like your, your tongue resected. Mm. Um, all this stress, man, like on our family. At the same time, I was interviewing like Google. 
And I was like, you know, four weeks into this eight week cycle of interviewing with them. Um, but I had my first call with a recruiter uh, in the hospital room when my dad was coming out of surgery. I had to run downstairs and I talked to the recruiter and we went through all the normal questions about why I want the job and everything. And he's like, you have any questions for me? I'm like, yeah, I have one question around your benefits. Like, do you guys offer any fertility benefits? Hmm. He said, hey, you know, at this time, we can't answer that question. But as you get along, you know, you can figure it out. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about it. Right. And so dude, I went through weeks of interviewing. My dad's going through radiation. I'm, I'm kind of negotiating at the same time, working at this startup. Uh, Sonia stressed out at her job. She wants to quit because uh, it's like, you know, a big part of infertility that people talk about is stress, stress level. Yeah. Right. It's such a major issue. And then I think the other thing is um, like people are just like, it'll happen when it happens, when it's mm -hmm. meant to be. Mm -hmm. And like, dude, for anyone that's going through this, that's the worst thing you could tell anyone. Because mm. it's like you're dealing with so much already. Of course, you know that already that it's going to happen when it's going to happen. Right. Right. Um, and so like one thing I would say is that like the best thing you can do is support people for sure. And that's in that period when they're dealing with something is is support them the way that like you would in your normal friendship like if they're dealing with any circumstance and they need a certain level of support whether that's like mm -hmm. you know like trying it out on the phone or like going mm -hmm. out for drinks like people deal with these circumstances differently sure. it's a grieving process you know what i mean yeah yeah um and so i'm gonna google anyways fast forward end of game the job they tell me at that time that Google offers full fertility benefits end to end. So that means IVF, like three rounds of IVF in the time that you're at Google. Literally, dude, my first day at the job, I set up an appointment with a fertility doctor through Google services. And um, we start the journey and um, the IVF journey. We're like, forget it. Like, you know, we're going to, the doctor asks us, like, hey, what have you guys done so far? Like, <laughs> Okay, let's let's start. And, and right. we spent like an hour going through everything I talked to you about, Incl like, including yeah, the woman in East LA. Yeah, including the woman in East LA. Yeah, man, whatever. Maybe she helps us. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. You never knows, know, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the IVF journey is way longer than people anticipate, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's not like you go in, you know, they they pull your eggs out and and you go through uh, fertilizing them and then you're ready to go. She has to go through this entire lifestyle, which is so counterintuitive. In the very beginning, she has to actually go on birth control again, mm. which seems so crazy, but it's really right. about regulating your cycle. Right. So she did that for several months. And then sometimes she was taking like medication. Mm. Um, then basically it, it's like a timing thing, right? So they want both sides of your body to produce eggs. Um, and the way that they do that is basically through weekly visits where they check like your progress. And Sonia had to go through 12 days of putting four shots in her stomach um, leading up to the actual egg extraction phase. So I would say like wow. IVF, 98% of it is, well, first of all, any guy that says that they're doing anything with IVF is completely like bullshitting because we don't do anything. We just go in right. there and donate our sperm and then women do everything else. Right. right? right so right. 
I, I think the, the, the main thing that the men can do in this period is, is obviously emotional support and everything that you need to do to support your, your partner yeah. in the journey. But man, I mean, I remember um, I was in Santa Barbara for a company retreat and I'm like, Sonia, come up, you know, like we'll make a weekend out of it. And she brought like a cooler of her <laughs> fertility stuff, which by mm-hmm. the way, is like $10,000 in needles and stuff that you're taking with you. Sonia's like, what if I get like, you know, robbed or something? I'm like, man, that'd be a crazy story if you get robbed <laughs> and someone right. tries to steal your fertility shit. Right. But, like, honestly, like, I feel like halfway, like we're at a place where because of the fact that this country does not value um, people having kids. And like, that's, in my opinion, it should be a human right. Mm. Like, dude, like I could see that, like something like that could happen one day where people are so desperate to have children that they would do anything. Um, yeah. You know, to have that privilege. And, and I think it's unfair that more, like I feel, first of all, I feel unbelievably privileged to work for a company that values having a family. But the majority, I mean, I did the research, man. Like there's almost like I would say 99% of companies don't don't cover that benefit. So what does that mean? That means twenty or thirty thousand dollars in spend. Like, right. How do you even And that's per round, isn't that? Per round of IVF, it's it's about that. Yeah, so like 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 I was talking about with the egg retrieval process, which is the majority of it. So she goes through her, her poking needles, they retrieve the eggs. Right, mm. which is like mm. from both sides of her body, she ended up getting like 28 eggs. Right, some of them are viable, some of them are not. Right, and is it, is it painful? A lot of it is so painful, really. Right, it's so painful, yeah, yeah. for sure, man. Like, wow, I mean, I, I think, like, obviously, my, my wife's a superhero to me, right? I mean, she's mm-hmm. the one that basically, you know, next door is my daughter, and, and the only reason we have our daughter is because. Sony was willing to go through this process. Right. Like poking needles in yourself, the egg extraction is not comfortable. Mm. Obviously, it mm. isn't. And also, like, all the fertility, like, visits every single week getting checked out, dude. Like, we, like guys wouldn't be able to handle one week of that, like, for yeah. sure, any level yeah. of that. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, and so I think it's, it's insane that, like, we're, um, you know, we're, we're at a place where, like, Number one, there's not a lot of education on this. I think like people generally don't know about this process. And honestly, this is just our process. People deal with all sorts of other complications and issues mm-hmm. where we only had to do one round. So to answer your question, yeah, cost twenty, thirty thousand dollars, but we only had to do one round of right. egg retrieval. We had so many eggs. We ended up getting actually um, nine eggs that were viable, right? So the way that they actually fertilize the eggs is two ways where they put them in a petri dish. They let the sperm and egg meet. If it works out, it works out. On the other side, they actually have a tech, which is called ICSI. They take this injection and they put the sperm into the egg, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like a very meticulous process. Um, and so we did half and half. And it turned out that all the fertilized eggs were the ones that were actually injected. So we asked mm-hmm. the fertility doctor, hey, is there anything that is, can be said from this? Like, is that the reason we never got pregnant? Right. And she's like, no, not at all. And like, you're going through this process where you're trying to explain why this is happening because they have all this data now to explain right. it, but they can't, they can't do it. Like the fertility doctors actually don't even know themselves. Mm. So when you're trying to have like a real conversation about like why it worked or why it didn't, like 
doctors can't explain that, and that and this, because like the science is not there. Simply, that's all it is. Right, and so and the first round. That's. I mean, I was gonna say for number one for most people, that's just really difficult to take because we live in a world where it's like we need to know the answers to to everything. It's just like I need to know. <laughs> I need to know, and I think specifically for you, I mean. That's technically kind of the way that you're wired as well. I mean, you're you're the guy that analyzes the data on a regular basis, and it's just like this is this is why this is that way. And I got to imagine that this has been a process in which you've really had to trust and have a ton of faith and be able to like let your hand off the wheel here. And I mean, yeah, yeah that's got to be sure. tough, you know. But I feel like that's a huge part of that process of why it happened was because you allowed yourself to be able to. All right, let's just yeah, let's just have this do whatever it's supposed to do. You know what, Papa, I, I think that's absolutely true, but that came with a lot of privilege. I think like the privilege is number one, is that, you know, again, I didn't have to think about the stress of $30,000 yeah, being spent. Yeah, right. And if it doesn't work, what are we going to do next? You right. Know, are we going to adopt? Well, guess what? Adoption is like $40,000. It's not cheaper, mm-hmm. you know? And or what if we do, you know, um, uh, where, where somebody else carries the baby, right? So like that, that could have been another thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, dude, like there's so many different options. So first round, we go through this, it doesn't work, right? And it's like, okay, what do we do now? I remember Sonia and I got super high and super drunk that day after we found <laughs> out we weren't pregnant. It's right. in November. And we're like, dude, like honestly, like even the toll at that point emotionally of how much it hurt, that mm-hmm. we went through this entire thing. Now we have all, everything's aligning, right? We have the financial part taken care of. We're lucky that we got nine eggs that are viable. Mm-hmm. So many people get one or two at a time, right? Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't work out. And guess what? They have to spend another 30 grand to do another two, right? right? So we have seven right now that are sitting in Thousand Oaks in a cryo chamber <laughs> for five years because we're privileged enough if we want a second kid, we could just go to that chamber and try right. it again, right? right? And hopefully it'll work out. So November didn't work out. December, we tried again. We're like, let's just try it back to back. We always wanted a girl first. You got two girls. You know why that we just, I, I always felt like if I wanted to have kids, I wanted to have a daughter first because I have an older sister. I think like I'm the man I am today because I have an older sister. Mm. Um, all, all the benefits of, of having a girl, like, I mean, we could debate that in another, you know, another interview <laughs> altogether, I think. I know. I need but, to get a whole round table together of like the, the boy dads versus the girl dads. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's not, uh, that's a great idea. I love uh, that idea. Um, but yeah, man, you know, hashtag girl dad, girl dad, right? Like it's, yeah, it's, for it's sure. an amazing, it's an amazing feeling. Um, she got pregnant in December. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we went through the pregnancy. It was it was an amazing. Uh, Sonia would say this herself. Like she she enjoyed being pregnant. We mm. got lucky in that sense too, right? Like so many people get pregnant, they have a miserable pregnancy, they have complications. Right. Um. So I feel like when you you look back at it, man, like the journey was long, and now we see Zara, and like it just fades. All the pain. I remember the minute we found out. I have it on video. Like literally have it mm. on video where it's like. Suddenly finds out she couldn't believe that we we're pregnant. And I remember both of us looked at each other and like we forgot mm. all the pain, four mm. years of trying, all that went away. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's an incredible feeling. So I would say like for people that are watching this, like the hope is true. I think you're right. Like having faith is super important. 
whatever mm-hmm. that might be, whether it's with God or something else, like mm-hmm. you got to believe the fact um, that if you want to have kids and you have the means to do so, uh, you know, we found a path. I, and I think that there's so many paths to having a family. Totally. Um, and our journey was just unique. You know, it, it was one in millions of different variations of this, of this journey. Yeah, I, I would say this. I think um, in listening to your journey and, and knowing some of my other friends and, and folks that I know that have gone through similar instances, I mean, I don't think I've heard one story that has been the exact same in terms of the way in which it's happened. Uh, for some people, it is that, uh, what is it, the IUI thing that we were talking about earlier? Yeah. For, for some people that works, you know, for other people, the IVF thing works for others. Like the IVF thing doesn't work. Um, you know, I mean, it's just so crazy. It's, it's such a, um, it's such a unique, uh, experience that I think a lot of people have to go through. And the thing that I'm most, uh, excited about with this particular episode is, is you being able to say, Hey, this is what we went through. Here's some of the stuff I wish I knew. Um, and a lot of this information isn't out there. And so here, let me share with the world, especially for men. You know, I feel like this is something to, just to kind of put a, a male slant on this. I mean, I had no idea, like you and I haven't really talked about it to the extent where I didn't really know all of what Sonia was having to do. You know, in my mind, I'm just like, oh, they're going through IVF. And now you kind of hear that. You hear that term nowadays. It's more common to hear it, but you don't really understand what that involves and how much of a commitment that is. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just su- super grateful for you to be able to share that story. For sure, man. I mean, I, I would say for the guys, I mean, just, you have to be patient. You have to be there for your partner in whatever capacity they need you. And I mm. think that some women, uh, with every, everyone that's going through this, like I, I think Sonia was pretty level throughout she had some ups and downs but i've had had friends that like they feel like they become different people through this process they can't even recognize themselves you know and i think that like if you're going to start this journey with your partner you have to be willing to write it out all the way Mm. otherwise like dude like just know that it's a long haul and Mm -hmm. your support system is your number one support system is going to be for her is going to be coming from you. Like yeah. she could talk to her girlfriend. She could talk to family. She could talk to people that have been through it. But dude, like if you're not there for her, like through the process mm-hmm. in whatever capacity she needs to, and she may not even know what she needs. You know, right. that's the crazy right. part. Yeah. Because dude, there's so many hormones in her. So oh like, yeah. Right. Even on that end. Yeah. Realize, yeah. yeah. What was happening? Yeah. So that's- I think it's, um, that's, That's really great. That's really great advice. I would say, um, so I guess just to kind of, uh, sort of end this part of what we're, what we're talking about here. And I want you to do it. We're going to come back and you're going to talk about a top three. So maybe like top three pieces of advice for people out there. Um, when, when all this is happening, I would say that this is probably one of the biggest tests of any relationship like is something like this. I mean, this is sort of as, as high up as it goes in, in my opinion. Um, it's one of those, those things. What are, how did you, how did you not lose focus of that? Like what is something that you were able to do in order to sort of keep that relationship intact 
and and be able to make it through that because you're right man i mean it's completely different and i think when you start going through that and granted when it's three months okay now when you're talking about three years i mean that's a real test uh, of the yeah. relationship and the support that's there so like how did you st- like keep your head in the game yeah i, I think it's, that's a great question I think for me, man, like it's, it's really, I think before you start the process, you got to identify where your stress relief is. So for mm-hmm. me, it's about like a daily workout. Like I have to have my morning workout to kind of like release. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, I literally feel anxiety. And I think, I think if I didn't spend, you know, that hour to hour and a half of time in the morning for myself, I think that it would be, it would have been a harder journey. Mm-hmm. Um, to support Sonia, like throughout, I, I just feel that in my body, you know. I think yeah. secondly, um, you know, like I think talking to to your friends about it. I think a lot of times, like especially guys, man, like you know this, like it's it's hard for them to relate um, to things at this level. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I couldn't talk to a lot of guys, like, to be honest. Like right. a lot of my friends, like they couldn't. How, how could you relate to this? Right. Unless you're going through it, like as a, as a as a guy, right? Uh, where your where your wife or your partner is actually dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I had like one or two friends I could really talk to about and and, and lean on those people when I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the third thing is, man, like don't forget your marriage. Right. Like your marriage is so key. Like so, continuing to do those trips, you know, like Sony and I went to Hawaii twice. Like during this period, we went. We still traveled. You know, we went to all throughout Southeast Asia. Um, you know, we, we took, we took breaks when we needed to. And I mm-hmm. think like, I think like going, like, you know, putting the gas, the pedal on your journey to have a kid, um, is not sustainable. It's really a marathon. And so I think like where for people that go into this, it's super important to think like, don't expect, I, I, if it does happen for you, like dude, right. sick, like if it happens within months, your first IUI try, we've had friends that, 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 that that's actually happened for where they got pregnant literally in the first month. Right. Um, awesome. But like, I think going with the mentality that, Hey man, we're going to be in this for a long haul. Right. And you got to prepare that way. Mm-hmm. It's super important. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, uh, kind of an interesting, uh, parallel to like what's going on now with the world. Like, you yeah. know, just being able to like, you know, mentally prepare for that. Like, it's just like, look, we're, we're we've got to prepare for this is what it's going to be, you know, for a while. Um, I love it, man. Um, I really appreciate you opening up and sharing your story and being so honest about like feelings and all that kind of stuff, man. I think it's super important. I feel like people are going to get something out of this. Um, I want to take a quick break, take a uh, quick break here. We're going to come back and we are going to put together a top three piece of advice from my man, Rishi. Do not go anywhere. A tribe called Dad. This is the top three. It's the top three. It's the top three. This is the top three. Here we go. This is the top three. I got my boy Rishi who is here. We've been talking about infertility and his journey with his wife and now their beautiful daughter Zara who is now eight months at the time of this recording. Um, Obviously a success story. And um, I'm so grateful that he shared his story with all of us here on the show. And uh, we just wanted to put together a little top three. And so Rish has got a, uh, a top three piece of advice for anybody that is going through this, considering going through it. Um, and honestly, I will say this, man, 
Um, I know that this is a top three about infertility, and I know that this episode is about infertility, but I think that there are so many parallels to a lot of things here. I mean, we can talk about the infertility of your business that you are trying to start right now, or, you know, I mean, there's so many things where I think this runs parallel just in life. Um, and man, I'm just, uh, I'm excited to get into it. So here we go. Number one. Number one. Go for it, Rish. Yes. Yeah, so- Number one is going to be focus on yourself because this is a marathon, not a sprint. So don't forget to spend time thinking about what makes you feel normal and makes your partner feel normal. But if you don't focus on yourself, you're not going to be able to help your partner. Mm, So, so true. And I think especially for men, that's a, that's a really important one. I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, I know I can kind of get caught up in that where I think of myself as the provider and it's like, well, I've got to, I've just got to do whatever I've got to do. And, and I, sometimes I'll sacrifice something that I, you know, I really need to do for myself, um, you know, for the sake of, of whatever, of of other things that are going on. And that's such a big one. And I think mental health is, is uh, obviously in more recent time and we're seeing so many people that just do not have a healthy relationship with their mind and, and being able to sort of get that in check. So yeah, man, that's a, that's a great one. And you were mentioning earlier when we were talking for you, that was the gym. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, like physical, like physical well-being is tied to mental well-being for me. Um, but man, like whatever it is for you, if it's playing video games, if it's like watching movies, I think it's super important to spend time with yourself and like really reflect on mm. number one, like why you committed to this journey is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just like letting go also at that point is also important. Just like when you work out or like for me playing ball, like, you know, Hopper, like we love yeah. playing ball. It's like, man, like when you're on the court, like you just forget everything, you know? Yeah. And I think that like wellness component, like you said, like mental wellness, um, and physical wellness for me, like chemically are so tied together, mm-hmm. but I think for everyone it's different. And I think like, yeah. like really spending the time before you start the journey to identify what gives you clarity and peace mm-hmm. as a man, especially, I think it's important. I, th- I think that that's the key. The, the part about doing something that makes you forget about everything else. You yeah. know, that literally yeah. allows you to, to let go of those worries, to be sort of present in the moment, doing whatever that is. Like, and I agree, video games, a book, you know, movies, whatever, a run, whatever that is. Like, yeah, focus in on that for sure. I love it. Um, that's a good one. All right, here we go. Number two. Number two. Number two. Number two for me would be definitely to know that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. And the way that I would frame it, uh, like we talked about earlier, is that we've had so many friends of ours that when they started this process, they got pregnant, you know, a month in without even trying, like just like naturally getting pregnant. Like they they thought about going through IVF and they just tried it and it happened. Or we had friends that got pregnant through IUI or like, you know, I think we talked about this friends that did IVF and then they got pregnant. I think you guys had a friend like this, right? They got pregnant naturally (laughs) after. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> dude, you don't, you have no idea. And especially right now with times like this and like giving us perspective um, about like, you know, questioning whether even, even if you want to have kids in, in the time where, you know, there's this pandemic happening and, and we're mm-hmm. scared about bringing maybe children into this world. Like, 
like I think like understanding like from the very beginning, this is our goal. This is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And knowing that this is a journey. And I think like, dude, I think about what like Kobe said, right? Like Kobe used to say this a lot. Like it's not about winning the chips. It's about the journey and the struggle. Mm-hmm. And I think um, there's a lot of parallels like you're saying before that you can relate to in life, like whether it's business or whether it's like, you know, like a relationship with friends, family, your partner. It's the same thing with infertility as you're kind of like, thinking about having a family that mm-hmm. this is a long haul process and mentally just be prepared for that. Like you got to take it a mile at a time, day at a time, an hour at a time, whatever it is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think dude, like in that parallel, like in that um, kind of an example, if you think about it as a marathon, like you got to listen to your body. Like when you need to pause and take a break, take a water break, walk mm-hmm. for a while, you should do mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. Like I think, um, I think that's super important. And, and, it's not a competition, you know? Um, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. that. I think that like along with your, um, what you're saying here, what I'm hearing out of that too is, you know, you got to run your own race and, yeah. and you know, everybody's going to be running that marathon, but their, you know, their times are going to be completely different. And, you know, to them, everybody else's goal is a little bit different or their bodies are a little bit different. They're, you know, the way that they perform is going to be different. So I think it's super important too to, you know, obviously be informed, but to not be looking to the left and right too much and, and getting caught up in, you know, friends who have gone through this and have done really well. Now that all that does is create even more frustration, um, you know, on, on your part or whatever that is. So, um, yeah, man, I think those, those are, those are great ones for sure. I mean, it's, it's really hard. Hop. I mean, that's probably the hardest part is when we saw, obviously seeing you guys, you know, having your two beautiful daughters then we see people that got married past after we did and they had kids one after another and they're right. running past you on this race. Right. Right. You feel envious. You feel angry. You feel mm-hmm. like, you feel like, like, why not me? Why is this not happening for us? Mm-hmm. And I think, like what you have to do in that journey on this very point is to just embrace all of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like embrace like the hate that you feel for yourself, even the love that you feel for other people, like and happiness that you're feeling for your friends and family that are having other families, like all those feelings, just embrace it. Cause like at the very end, like we talked about before, it's all going to like disappear or project back into this child that you brought into this world. Whether it's through adoption, surrogacy, IVF, whatever process it is, like, you know, look at that child and be like, yo, this is completely worth it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. For sure. All right. Let's do a number three here. Number three. Number three. A third piece of advice. Yeah. I think number three is, you know, so you, you think about yourself, you think about that this is a journey. And I think like this is an important point is like, try to like try as much as you can to avoid the noise that's around you there's mm-hmm. gonna be a lot of noise that's gonna be happening it's gonna be your mom telling you how come you don't have kids yet it's gonna be the auntie at a party being like you've been married for three years how come you don't have kids yet right <laughs> it's gonna be yourself saying like how come i don't have kids yet like there's right. a lot of noise in this and it's gonna distract you mm-hmm. and i think um I think like it, it kind of is related to the marathon point, but the noise is constant. Even yeah. when you're going through like the process of, I, I remember being in the clinic and Sony's doing the egg extraction and I'm like, even from my end, I'm like, did I do this right? Like, did I mm. deposit 
did I do my part right? Did I miss? Right. I hope I didn't miss anything. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like these things are super important to like remember. I think. Right. Um, and you're like, what did uh, I, I eat last like, night? What did, did, did yeah, I do yeah. this right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all noise, right? Like all right. this stuff is noisy. You just gotta like trust the process, trust yourself, um, and and make sure that like you just love each other throughout the process, man. Like this is the ultimate, like you said, like one of the, the, the biggest tests for your relationship mm-hmm. and um, coming out of it, man, like I, I could just, you know, I would close by saying I've never been closer to my wife. I've never like valued other things in my life too. Like I value, we value our love with your family and your kids mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your wife. Like you guys are family to us. I, I don't know if, I think we always felt that way, but I think now that we have Zara, mm. I we feel that even more. Yeah, um, and, and maybe I think that happens for everyone that has kids. Maybe for sure, for sure. sure. You know, no, 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 for sure, um, man. I, I definitely think that that's true. I think once you know, there's once you have kids, there's a whole different perspective that you now sort of understand. And other other people who exactly. don't, it's you know, nothing against it. It's just that there's just no way that you could really fully understand. You know, it's like of a course, certain thing. I, you know. And I, I know you've talked about this in, in other podcasts, you know, that you've had for sure. But like, man, like, I mean, you, you know, just think that like you could think about, I could think exactly to the moments of how many people have held my child, all our mm-hmm. friends and all the moments that we've had. Like and when we, you and I, we had dinner with our families and mm-hmm. like you know, tea holding Zara and like, mm-hmm. like singing to her. Like these are all moments that like, like overcome all the pain that happens throughout yeah. the process. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, so I would say like just avoid the noise. You know, that's my yeah. last point. Well, I, w- I would say uh, along that too, when we were talking about your relationship and just you and, and Sonia, man, I, I mean, I just have so much greater respect for your marriage and what you guys have gone through. And, um, and now, I mean, I, I thank you for that perspective in, in this episode because I think now when I look at couples who have gone through this, you know, it's like you really – now have a have a greater respect and understanding for like how trying that has been. I mean, l- literally how trying, you know, that, that part has been. And, you know, I mean, T and I have been super lucky. I mean, you know, our, our story and our journey. I mean, we, we have the complete opposite problem, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I think it's easy to lose sight of, of this process for a lot of people. And I, I just, Man, I can't say it enough. I'm just so thankful for you coming on the show and talking about this and, and bringing some light to this situation. Um, any resources that you found out there that were fairly useful? Were there any any books or any sites or any organizations that you felt like were particularly helpful that maybe we can point people to? Yeah, I, you know, man, like I, I think there, there's a lot of things to read out there in terms of education and research. I think that... Um, I kind of think of it like WebMD. You know, mm-hmm. WebMD is kind of toxic in my in my mind. Like, you don't yeah. want to read WebMD and go to a doctor. Right. It's like trust your medical professionals. Like, as if you if you can and then you have access to medical professionals, mm-hmm. I think like go through that process. I think after that, like you know, find a doctor that you vibe with for sure. That's super right. important. Um, it's a relationship, you know, that you have with them. You want to feel like you, they have your best intention. Um, they care about you. So like, mm. don't settle with the first person. Mm. And, and I would say like, you know, so I, you know, I work for YouTube. Like there's a lot of vlogs out there. There's a lot of people that have done amazing like experiences uh, about their journeys, mm-hmm. which I think are incredible ways to feel connected with people 
that you may not know, but um, for me, it, it gives a real perspective, um, especially working for YouTube now, but like of the fact that you don't feel alone, uh, yeah, especially I... for when you don't have friends or family that have gone through the same journey. I think like YouTube and, and other places where you could um, you know, get that experience kind of through a third party yeah, is, yeah. Um, was very comforting. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you guys end up, uh, did you guys end up journaling or, or doing anything through this process, even just internally for you guys? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I did, I, I have, um, I have, I have this like ultrasound of, of when Zara was the size of a vanilla bean, um, mm -hmm. it's incredible to see. Um, and you know, I have some pictures and stuff like during the yeah. process, I, I wish, yeah. I wish I did more, yeah. but after she got pregnant, man, I have a lot of cool, cool things for sure. Yeah. I have that's this image, fun. which I'll, uh, you'll, you'll see on my Insta. Um, it's like a heart, uh, that's all the needles that she used with her. Oh, first right. I remember that. Middle, right. Yeah. 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 Did you, have you, uh, have you, have you made a canvas of that yet? Yeah. Uh, that's in the plans. You know, Mother's Day coming out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll put this out after Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> this will come out on Monday. Uh, okay, love cool, it. cool, cool. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, appreciate it, man. I always like to end the show um, like this. But uh, before I do, actually, uh, for more about uh, Rishi and just to sort of check out what he's got going on, Rish the Swish on Instagram, right? Yep. Uh, Rich the Swish on Instagram. We've got links back to that also in the description of the uh, episode. Rich, thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for allowing me to talk about this. I think it's super important and I appreciate the time too. Of course, man. We'd like to end the show like this and we'll see everybody next time. Dads are better than moms. Dads are better than moms. Dads are better than moms. Sorry.